Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks making the trip. That's, that's where it all starts, because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, Tony, a.k.a. Tony on Tap. And we're here to recap a game two loss to the Houston Astros, 9-4. to four. Before we do that, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at ontapsportsnet. Oh, God. I'm, I, it's hard to get through right now. <laughs> Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Check out Grandstand. Need any White Sox gear? Head on over to Grandstand. They'll take care of you. Great, great selection over there. Follow them on socials at Grandstand Socks or go to GrandstandSocks.com. Tony, I uh, I didn't have fun there. and uh, I did for a little bit when it was 4-2. to two. One to one to nothing too, and then and then the rails came off a little bit, and the Sox end up losing this one. Um, now they're forced to have to come back to Chicago and win two games to be able to force a game five. This is the best of five game series. Um, they have to win two back here at Guaranteed Rate Field to then go back to Minute Maid and, and try to win the series out. Um, first of all, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And I'm sorry I sound so depressed. It's just I'm a little I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad when we lose. I don't like I don't like to lose, Tony. I don't like to lose either, Buzz. I, I, I'm annoyed at the game today, but you know what? I, I'm 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 happy. I don't want to say that uh, you know it was a good game today at all. I, I don't think that uh, I don't think the Sox deserve to win that one. To be quite honest with you, I, I don't think that they deserve to win that ball game. But just as we've done all year, I love the live action of you standing up and, and searching for something. I don't know what you're looking for. I, I love it, but Buzz. <laughs> Buzz, I'm just, you know, I woke up great today. I woke up feeling good. Um, I thought the Sox were going to put out a, a, a good baseball game today. I thought they were going to come out and win. I thought that we were going to have a nice celebratory postgame show. Sometimes life slaps you in the fucking face. And if you let it get you down, you're going to live with it. It's it's just going to be a shitty day. I'm not letting that happen. I'm not letting that happen. I've got a lot of things to talk about on this show. But I'm in a great mood, Buzz, because we're talking about White Sox playoff baseball on Sox on Tap right now. I think that that needs to be of note. This series still has more games to play in it. That should be of note. And I think, man, for someone who comes in with the positive juju all the time, I don't know. I don't know what my horror. Uh-oh. We might have lost Tony. Or we lost me. I'm and, not of sure. course, there's internet issues. Was that don't you know or me? what's going on here. Lost buzz. I'm here. I think we Slowly lost. Slowly coming know. back. Am I coming back? Am I still gone? What is happening? I don't know. I, am I here? I feel like I'm here, but I don't know. Not good. Not good. 
We're having technical difficulties right now on Socks on Tap because that just makes all the sense. Oh, I'm back. I'm back, I'm being told. You're back. I'm back. I, I, I was trying to be positive, and then everything yeah. just goes fucking off the rails. That's that's how life works, and I'm not going to let it get me down. I think my kid's well, trying to play Xbox right now. He's about to get kicked off the internet. So that, we'll fix the problem. I'll work on it. You talk. Okay, yeah, I'll talk. Um, yeah, so basically, in a nutshell, man, I'm pretty much down and out just because of what transpired today. Um, you know, I felt like this was a must win. We had Lucas Giolito come on the mound. The game started off pretty great for the most part. He comes out in the, um, in the bottom of the first inning. He gets three strikeouts. He looks really good doing it. Um, and I felt confident, and that was a good thing, you know, and, and we score, you know, we pretty much score right off the bat there in the top of the first inning. And, it, you know, it was just <laughs> – it was great. You know, like, okay, he's coming, we're coming out. We're setting the tone. We're going to give some run support to Giolito right off the bat. That's how I felt. Um, again, I was in and out because I was watching at work, and then I got in the car and listened to the radio broadcast. Um, as I was on my way home, or right before I left the office is when the Sox actually took the 4-2 to two lead there in the uh, top of the um, – what was it, top of the fifth, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was top of the fifth. I'm, I'm still working on the technical issues here, so yeah, you're, you're going to have to carry this, this show this, this for, is, for this just a minute. Just, yeah, I'll, I'll carry it. I don't care. It's fine. Um, but, you know, they took the lead, in the, and I felt good, got in the car, started coming back. By the time I look at my phone again, it, it's fucking 5-4. Um, and I just don't know where the rails came off. Uh, it looks like Giolito probably shouldn't have gone back out there for the fifth is what I was reading. I didn't get to watch that part, and I'm not going to lie. I got to listen to it. And Len and DJ weren't really saying they were surprised or anything. They said he still looked a little crisp. He said that he still looked good. Um, but it just didn't really have, um, you know, the effect that we wanted it to. And, you know, a lot of late-game decision-making and plays took place that probably a lot of people don't agree with. Um, there's a couple I know I don't agree with that uh, kind of, you know, I don't want to say like cost us a game because there's a lot of things you win and you lose as a team. I have not been a guy all year. If there's if anything on this show, I was the one that called for LaRusse's head. Um, and that did happen. And I know you can definitely back me on that. I called for his head at the your mean Mercedes thing. I am by no means a Tony LaRusse backer. I don't get like all the fire him shit right now. Uh, like, it's just like, why do you have, I don't understand it. Like why we have to see that or whatever and why we're going there already. But Bad decisions were made all around. The team didn't perform in a way that they should have. And that's why we are where we're at right now. We're down two games to nothing against a very dangerous Houston Astros team. And you're in a three-game must-win situation. And Tone, though the series is not over, it is very hard to do something like that and accomplish it when you come from down. You know, you're coming down in a series. It's very difficult so they really need to be on their uh, on their you know a game to to even do this and at this point i don't know i'm not going to say i don't have the confidence in them i'm not going to say that like cuz i'm going to come out sunday talking you know how i always do like good juju come on man let's get this win take it one game at you know the generic statements man take it one game at a time you know one game at a time breathe execute do what you have to do but right now i feel a little bleak because I think I, and I just want to give like a little, if it's okay with you, I like to give a little personal, like, you know, I, I not like personal, like crazy, but like, I have so much invested in this team. I love this team. I I've, I've covered this team. I mean, over a hundred times this year on a post game show, I have met really great friends from it. So I think I take it a little bit more seriously than I should. And it like literally affects my mood. And right now I feel like shit. And I just, just to be completely honest with you, I feel like absolute and utter shit. Like I just, I, I felt 
the loss hurt me just as bad as it hurt them. And I, that's not the case. We both know that, but that's how I feel. Like, I just feel like completely brought down from it where I'm not my usual self where I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, like crack them beers. Yeah. You know, like right now it's more like, let's, let's get there. Uh, you, you've, you've talked for a long time. I'm, I'm trying to deal with the I'm technical sorry, stuff. I apologize. To. I apologize to the listeners and everybody who came in here. We got a ton of comments too. We'll try and get to some of those in just a minute, but Buzz, I, I feel you. I feel you. That's that's where it's very easy to go to right now. And that's kind of how I felt during most of the game. You brought up a couple points. Now Buzz gets to search for things again. This is awesome. So I get to talk. Um, <laughs> I found it. <laughs> you found it. There you go. You're probably looking for the for it was the my uh, clicker. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, there, man, it, this has been such a fun year of baseball. I'm just going to put this right out here right now. Such It's been such a fun year of baseball, talking about this team. Everybody who tunes into the show uh, knows that we, we try and do this almost after every single game. And uh, I, I want to commend the people, too, who've, who've found their way to the YouTube because we don't get the stats from Twitter anymore. We don't get the comments from Twitter. I want to commend the people who found us over on Facebook, YouTube, some of the places you don't normally find us. Uh, that we're trying to branch out to. We've got we've got quite a few of you in here on the YouTube right now, uh, throwing some comments out. So I really appreciate that. Uh, we're we're just so invested in this team uh, and, and love to talk about them. So I, I'm happy that you guys show up and 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 try and throw some comments out there. We'll try and get to them, like I said. But Buzz, something you brought up just a minute ago with the you know like people coming out here and, and try and you know place blame somewhere. And I think that the popular answer, just judging off of Twitter today, uh, was was TLR. And we can talk all about we can talk all about the decision to use Garrett Crochet. You can talk all about the decision to save Kopech. You can talk about what he said in the post game show, which is the eighth inning isn't he's a closer. The eighth inning isn't Kimbrel's situation. It's really easy to attack. It's really easy to go out there and attack Tony Larusa for a lot of these decisions. There's a couple things that have not been said, at least publicly, by a lot of people, and 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 some things that I get via text message or, or just talking to people in other forums where people don't want to th- throw this stuff out there publicly. There's a lot of blame to be placed elsewhere throughout this whole entire thing. And I don't want to start going around pointing fingers for the reason as to why the White Sox lost this game. As you said, team wins, team wins. Team loses, team loses. I feel like that's the most healthy way to look at it. It, it's healthy, but the reason why we're sports fans, and I don't blame people for getting mad at some of this stuff. I look at what's going on with the Bears right now and Matt Nagy and, and all this stuff, and it's like everybody wants to point the finger right there, right? Like everybody wants to, to point. No, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to talk, <laughs> trying to talk sports in general. Like it's very, very easy to sit there and be like, it's this guy's fucking problem. If he's gone, we're going to be so much better. I follow you, dude. Every, follow everything's going to be right. Just get him out of here. I don't want to see his face in Chicago ever again. Leave him at whatever city he's in and, and and fly the team back. Like, come on. Like, let's 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 really start to actually take an analytical approach to it, as many people want to do, and start to figure out that, like, there's a lot of things that go into this. It's not just – a managerial decision here. Yes, sometimes they can be shitty. They can put you in bad positions to win a baseball game. Sometimes they can be the right decision. But more often than not, Buzz, and I'm going to ask you this question, as a sports fan, as somebody who's played sports in your life, 
because the manager makes the right decision is normally based on the player actually executing in the situation that the manager put him in. Yes, it is the manager's job to put people in the right situations. But every single time a manager throws someone in a situation that is maybe not the most comfortable and they fail, or even somebody that's thrown into a situation that they're meant to be in, see Liam Hendricks in multiple opportunities this year to close out ball games. Look at the Field of Dreams, nationally televised. You've got Liam Hendricks out there as your closer, and he fails to do the job. It was easy for everybody to say, why wasn't Kimbrell out there? Just like today, like there's always going to be a situation where you can look at the manager and say he didn't get the job done because he put so-and-so out in the ballgame. Now we're just starting to play the blame game. That's That's all we're doing. That's That's all we're doing as a sports fan. It's very fair. Like, I understand what you're saying with like the whole blame game thing. And I told you before we came on air, you know, we, of course we talk before we come on air, you know, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. But you know, I did not agree with the decision of crochet today. I did not agree with, you know, Lurie going out into right field. And you know, I'm a Lurie Stan. That's me and Johnny, like, and, and there's a lot of other people too, like Billy Raphael. There's a couple other guys that are Lurie stands that love him and, and everything like that. But it's just more along the lines for me. I, I don't really understand why those decisions were made, but if they worked out, he turns out to be a genius. If they don't work out, he turns out to be public enemy. Number one, that's why I try to refrain and this is in all walks of life, not just sports. It's in all walks of life. That's why I try to like refrain judgment from situations that I'm not in control of. And that's why I've said like a million times, there's a reason I don't work in the MLB front office. I mean, there's a hell of a lot more smarter baseball fans out there than me. I enjoy the team. I like to think I, I know a lot about the sport, but I, I just, I have my questions as well, but I try not to, you know, chop heads off along the way while, you know, putting my opinion out there. It's just not my style to do that. Besides if it comes to, you know, that bald fuck Matt Nagy that you had to bring up before just because of the pompousness. I felt it was fair. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. I, I know we're not doing the traditional breakdown. It's just more of a conversation because your back's against the wall right now. And that's why I kind of like what we're doing. It's like our back is against the wall right now. This is a conversation that two sports fans are having with a bunch of people here in the chat, which is just fucking amazing. Just a shout out a few of them, Derek, Jeremiah, Scott Crawford. I mean, they're, they're, um, Steve, I mean, they're, they're, there's a bunch of guys in here talking with us, Jordan Miller. Like, you know, I, I'm very appreciative of all of that. And this is just an open conversation where I'm trying to communicate here is I don't agree with a lot of the situations that took place today. I'm not ready to, I don't know why Tony is as sad as I am and not coming out hot as fuck and being just pissed. It's just, I, I still have that thing in the back of my mind where well, there's still baseball to be played. And I can't let my mind drift to blow it all up right now because it hasn't played out yet. And they might not win, bro. They might go on Sunday. I might not get to go to Monday's game, Tony, because there might not be a Monday game, but I'm not allowing my mind to get there right now is basically what I'm getting at. It's just decisions were made I didn't agree with. I'm just not ready to blow it up yet because I I, I think I'm having a hard time letting go of what this season was, you know, and what it is currently. No, I I feel you on that. And uh, you P-Bodes is in here. He says, you feel defeated. I, I don't feel defeated right now. I honestly don't. I don't know what the reason is behind me not feeling defeated. I honestly, like we just talked about this in the playoff preview show. Um, I, I, I try and stray somewhere in the middle here. 
And if I'm looking at this right now, you, you see the comments from Tim Anderson after the game, uh, the, the Lucas Giolito after the game. They know they have to win three in a row. Is that going to be hard to do? Absolutely, that's going to be hard to do. Have the Sox won three games in a row this year? Yes. Did I watch a, a Red Sox team, what was that, no 4 come back against the Yankees and, and make magic happen? Yeah. It, it's baseball. It, it's the, been the, the done best, before. The best part about baseball to me, Buzz, is that there's no clock. There's no fucking clock. Anything can fucking happen. And for what we've watched over the course of this year, if there's anything that inspires me a little bit about this team, it's the fact that there has been no clock. They've been able to come back and, and do things throughout this year that people didn't think was going to happen. This team had its back against the wall in April. This team had no Eloy Jimenez. This team lost Luis Robert for a long period of time. They lost Yasmani Grandal for a long fucking period of time. They had guys that showed up and helped them get through in bad situations. If there's a if there's a baseball team, man, that I've watched in recent history that I can remember that's overcome as much as the 2021 White Sox have, I, I, I don't feel like this is insurmountable. Is it unlikely? Yes. But is it insurmountable to me? No. And the fact that we get to go watch playoff baseball on Sunday on the south side of Chicago is one of the only reasons that I'm I'm trying to just maintain some faith here. Because everybody else is already ready to ride into the postseason. I'm not done watching this fucking team play baseball yet. I'm yeah, not. And I won't and accept the answer any other way besides winning on Sunday. Yeah, no, and that and that's totally fair. You know, you, you don't want to give up on them yet, and I think I'm in the same realm of thought. It, it's just... Dude, you know, like how Nani says, never get up for the letdown. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing. Like I'm not, I'm trying not to get too high and I'm not trying to get too low. Um, I was high going into the fucking thing. Like we all know that. I was just, oh, socks in three. You know, we're going, this is a World Series year written all over it. And I, I do that to myself. And like I said, it's in the intro of our show. We make fun of me all the time. I'm a homer. So I always say they're going to type stuff. But you know, I kind of live my life like that. Like it's just in general. And I, Again, I'm not ready for it to be all over. I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, seriously questioning whether the fact that they could pull it off or not. And that is where I think more of my sadness or So I'm going to ask you a that. question real here, Buds, because we got some comments. Do you want to be Matt Berklin? Have the Sox won three games in a row above 500? Or do you want to side with our guy, Zach? What's the opposite of negative Nani right now? That's Tony Lovett. Which side are you on? I think they could do it. I think it's possible. Anything in the world is possible. I mean, you know, anything in the, in this realm of professional sports is possible. Anything can happen. I know that. And I think that everybody watching this knows that we've seen magic on, you know, in countless sports and countless times and, you know, huge situations or not so huge situations. I, Again, I'm just I, I'm remaining in the middle of everything right now because I I want to see them win and I want to side with a guy like Tim Anderson who says it's not over yet. Don't lose hope. We're you know we're going to go out there and that's been a guy who I put me. a lot of stock. Come, yeah, come with me for yeah, just a second. Come with me. Let's okay. get up for that letdown. 
Let's get up for the letdown because right now. You know damn well, me tomorrow and Sunday, I'm going to be up. This is a recency thing that has come, and I am not good at hiding my feelings. I know you're not. You're, that's, that's fine. That's I'm fine. Ba- I, I'm Go bad ahead. at that. I'm very bad at don't that. Hide, don't hide the feelings. I'm nervous, too. I'm going yeah. out on a limb here. Seriously, not all over. The Our guy Cody Del Mendo, as someone who was scarred by Tony LaRusso as a kid, this series is not over. And Cody I would know like, about I, a lot over anybody. Cody is it like even Juice texts me. Juice and Juice is a major Cub fan, but I mean he's one of our best friends. You know, like he's Matt been around. Brooklyn right now. I think they'll win Sunday and Monday. I think they will too. I think this series is going back to Houston. Before we even break down another pitch, this series is going back to Houston. Not because the Sox are going to win this series. I'm not putting. I'm not putting any money on that. Sox are winning the next two ball games. You know why? Because it never has. It, it's never fucking easy. That's the way life goes. Talked about this before we got on the show. The life doesn't go fucking easy for you. You know it. You're listening to the show. You're a Sox fan. Life doesn't go fucking easy. It has to be hard. It has to be difficult. There has to be challenges. There has to be things in your life that you just you're uncomfortable with. We're uncomfortable right If there's now. no trials and tribulations, sometimes there's no then payoff. what are we doing? Then there's what are we no doing payoff. here? Right. What are we fucking doing? If, if 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 everything in your life is just fucking easy, that's the Astros. That's why you hate them. That's why you hate the Yankees. That's why you're a sports fan. It was never gonna be fucking easy. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it's 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 cinematic. When the White Sox won in 05, it was cinematic. The blackout game, cinematic. But they sometimes the one ending... game, I felt a lot more confident. <laughs> no, I would have felt a lot more confident going into this too. And I don't, I don't yeah. know if they're going to win this series, man. I, I have no fucking clue if they're going to win this series. Your thing is more so not giving up. No, don't give up because right. why? Like that's, I, that's I, I'm with you on that. If you're up right here, if you're ready to fire the manager, that that's fine. But you're a Bears fan on Sunday, and then the next week when Justin Fields is named the starter, you're like, okay, maybe things are going all right. Don't be that guy. Fucking believe for two seconds. The way this season has gone has been different than every single other one. It might end the same, might end in a loss. But have some faith here. Have just a just a fucking tiny bit of faith that this team can win a ball game on Sunday and enjoy it. I said this before we started this whole entire fucking playoff series. Enjoy these moments. I haven't seen one fucking person enjoy anything about this so far. I haven't. I know you haven't. No, well, that's, let's, that's let's, the thing, let's though. stop. Let's stop for a second and just realize what this team's accomplished and give them the benef- benefit of the doubt. If Timmy's the leader and he's coming out here saying that this series is not over, that they know what they have to do, then fucking give him, as a fan, give him the benefit of the doubt. And absolutely. Give these guys the benefit of the doubt. They, these guys look at social media, they look yeah. at you, they see what's going on. You had Brian Goodwin in guys' replies the other day talking shit to the guy. Get the fuck out of here with that. You, you, well, like, can we just you say gotta, one thing real quick? You gotta realize, you go man. Like, just here. have some faith. If you're tagging players talking major shit, you're you're a prick. Like that's just point blank period. Like that you're a prick about their play on the field. That that's just prick shit. That's something that I can't get behind talking shit to players because if they underperformed or whatever happened, whatever circumstance happened. Um, now I will say to your point of enjoying these moments, of course, I'm sure there's a ton of Sox fans and myself included that are enjoying that. We are still in baseball. We are still playing baseball competitively in October. That's huge. 
to it's very hard to take away any good giveaways. Like I tried in the beginning of the show when I brought up the bottom of the first inning with how Giolito started and the swag and the confidence that he had. I mean, listen, Giolito pitched a pretty decent motherfucking game. I'm not going to sit here and say the guy didn't pitch a good game. He was, he was all right. You know, he, he did well, you know, Giolito went four and a third. He let up, uh, Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. He went four and a third. He did let up the four and runs. I mean, it, it did happen, but crochet came in and you already know how that went. Questionable decision there. Uh, the positives are hard to take away. And as somebody who I think is like trying to separate and take situation out of situation and put them in a line so you can evaluate said situations. For me, it's hard to realize like that. I'm happy that we're playing in October with the performances that have taken place. And then on top of that, when you have the bad performances, you also get thrown in there, especially if you're a social media person. Like for me, I've said a million times on this show, I'm not, I like, I like Twitter because I've met a lot of great people and I've made some of my best friends in the world on this app. I, I really have. I don't tell people to fuck off if they don't have the same opinion as I do on some. That's not my style. You believe whatever the fuck you want to believe. That's cool. We ride. We still, we're still ultimately cheering for the same thing to get done. But I will say it's a, it's a mood, like a, a downgrade in a mood sometimes when you're like, oh my God, you're seeing like, this is it. Fuck this. This is terrible. Like, you know, we're failures and all that stuff because I, we won the central division for the first times since 2008, you know, yeah, we went to the playoffs last year, but we saw the downfall where they didn't win the division, but they got in, you know, whatever. Cool. This year you're on like this roll and you're on this high, but there's lows that are mixed in between injuries and some down moments. And then you're at the show, you're in the show now. And what I'm calling the show is not the regular season. This isn't, you know, like, you know, a, a rookie coming up to the show, the, the show, the nationally televised shit that you are in the most important games that you could possibly play. It's very hard to grab positives out of what has transpired in Houston. And that is where my mood is more so like, I'm with you, dude. Like I'll go run, I'll go play Frogger on 80 right now and say the Sox are fucking winning with the white Sox painted on my chest. I don't give a shit. Hey like, man, you know, if, I, if I'm going full Homer over you right here, I apologize. I'm not trying to steal. No, you can take I'm not the trying stick. to steal the Homer thing. No, you can but take I, the I, stick. It's I, not, I, I'm not saying I'm not a Homer. I'm just no, looking no, no. at it through lenses here. Like, I'm looking at it through lenses. And I think that everything you said is fair. Everything you said is fair. It's very hard to take some positives. I'll I'll give you a couple positives. Tim Anderson just broke a record today for hits in his first what was it four career playoff games or five career it's five playoff career playoff games. games. Yeah, and he had multi hit games in him like twelve hits or some shit. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll give I mean, you that he, one. Luis Robert one. looked the, the really. Luis good. Robert was is exactly where I'm going to next. He's on a national stage, probably going to start getting some more recognition. And we want that for him. Like, we know what he could do, but it's very cool to, like, oh, Correct. wow, the White Sox so, got a motherfucker. You so know? Th like, th those are those are some positives if you just want to take, like, a positive or two. Right, and that's out fair of this thing. So it's, it's okay. You, you can grab some positives out of this and say that these guys can play. But here's where this all goes to shit, right? Here's where everything goes to shit. And if we're going to talk honestly about where things aren't okay, number one You've got, you've gotten to a point where this team is walking literally everybody. Lance Lynn did it. Lucas Giolito did it. The bullpen's doing it. It's all over the fucking place. The dreaded leadoff walk. I was talking. I was talking to Sean Roberts uh, about this a little bit during the game, and uh, we were talking about how Hawk drilled into our heads as young children that the dreaded leadoff walk will come back to haunt you. Didn't see Tony Larusa out there walking these guys. 
Didn't see Ethan Katz out there walking these guys. Didn't see anybody on the coaching staff out there walking those guys. I saw the pitchers on the club out there walking those guys. The shifting. I don't know who's in charge of it. If it's Larusa, God damn it, fix your shit. But the defensive positioning in this ball game, not good. Wasn't good. Wasn't good yesterday. Either. Wasn't good yesterday either. Wasn't good yesterday either. Shit that was going up the middle. In 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 blatant double play depth situations shouldn't be happening at the major league level. If that's the player missing where he's supposed to be, if that's the scouting department, I don't know where it is. Just not good. We can talk about these things. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take away from you know the 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 things that contribute to the losses that have taken place. But when all is said and done. I think the most criminal offense is the fact that this team just has not been able to produce runs the way that they should. And that's a tale of something that's happened all year. And that's a t- yeah, that's exactly where I'm going with this. That's a tale of something that's happened all fucking year. When the team gets hot, they get hot. When they're cold, they're cold. You can throw some of this on being off for a couple days. You could throw some of this on Lance McCullers Jr. just throwing a really good baseball game yesterday. You could throw some of it on some umpiring, some bad calls and everything, but Yasmani Grandal has to be able to work a count. Yoan Moncada needs to be able to find a gap. Jose Abreu needs to be able to put the ball out of the ballpark. Those are the things that happen when the White Sox win baseball games. We have not seen that. They have no extra base hits in 18 innings of baseball. Am I correct on that? I don't think they got an extra base hit from the time I was driving to the time that I got. I did not have one today as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so basically where you're at right now is the offense has become stagnant. Four runs isn't going to do it in the playoffs against a high-powered offense like Houston. Blame can be placed anywhere you want to place blame. Again, I will give blame to everybody as a collective unit rather than single somebody out. There's been big moments where we have not come up. There have been defensive lapses, as we saw today with Lurie Garcia. There have been questionable defensive substitutions and bullpen usage from Tony LaRussa. Our starters have walked guys. Our bullpen has walked guys. It's a collective unit that loses something. And I believe that if people think I'm a moron, then go ahead and believe that that's fine. I, I don't, I will sleep the same way tonight. I guarantee fucking tea it. If someone tells me I'm an idiot, it does not matter to me. It's what I believe. You can believe whatever you want to. That's the cool thing about this world. You believe whatever you want to. I am just, I look at Sunday and I know that they need to keep that energy that they had all year at guaranteed rate field. Cause if they don't Tony, it's not going to turn out the way we want it to. They were the I'm going to be there team. and I'm bringing that energy for them. That's they're what the, I'm going to tell you. I think everybody team. else who, I, I think everybody else who's going to this game should be bringing. I was supposed energy. to be in attendance, but it is my anniversary. So we'll not be in attendance. I, you know, it's seven years with my wife. I'll, I'm, I'll be watching, but I will not be able to make it. Um, which, you know, can I tell her this is a work event? Yeah. Uh, you could. I mean, I, uh, yeah, it might work actually. I'll let, yeah, that might work. You got to remember. Go. Text, yeah. You, you, you guys talk. Go ahead. 
let her know. But you it's know, a I work mean, event. It, I need buzz. I need the good juju. Yeah, it's just you know, they need to be the team that we had the best record in in baseball at home on Sunday and Monday. That's what needs to happen here because when your back's against the wall, this is what defines good teams. Again, I'm not saying that, oh, we're going to be at home and we kicked ass at home and this is it. That's what you need to be because if you're not that, it, it's not going to happen. I, again, I, I would love to go through and break every pitch of this game down, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not I'm not doing a traditional socks on tap where we talk about everything that happened. Neither am I because that's I want the, this. It's out the, th- that's, that's out the window. It's out the window. It doesn't matter. Like it, right. it really doesn't. What happened today does not matter because the thing that matters the most right now for the White Sox buzz, and I think you can agree with this, is the nine innings of baseball that will be played on Sunday in the city of Chicago. That's what matters. That's what matters. And I want to get to a few comments that we've got going on here. You could be positive and happy we're in the playoffs, but we have to want to expect more. We lose this series. It's two years in the playoffs, knocked out in the first round. Derek, thank you for the comment. And I think right before that, he asked, what happens if we lose this series? I think that's a great question. It is a good I'm, question. Because I'm going to answer this. I'm going to answer this question. What happens if we lose this series, Buzz? My my answer to this is we lose this series. Doesn't matter if it happens on Sunday. Doesn't matter if it happens on Monday. Doesn't matter if it happens on Wednesday. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be pissed off because, like I've said on this show, I am I am not ready to stop watching the 2021 White Sox play baseball. I think this has been a fun team. I think it's been a great team to watch. I ain't ready to stop watching them play baseball. What happens if they lose this series? I'm going to start watching the Blackhawks. My bad. I was unmuted for that. My bad. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You're going to start watching the Bulls. A lot of other people are going to start watching the Bears. And there's going to be more heartaches in your life. And we're going to continue to do this. We're going to come back. It's going to be March. And we're going to be just as excited about this team to play baseball again. That's the sad reality. We're going to be pissed off. Then we're going to get excited. That's what happens. That's sports. That's every single year. That's what you signed up for when you became a sports fan. We're going to complain about the same things that we did the year before. And we're going to do it all over again. And guess what? You're going to find us here on socks on tap talking about the white Sox every single fucking game, just like we did the year before. That's what's going to happen. I don't have any control over what the white Sox do. Buzz doesn't have any control over what the white Sox do, but we'll be here and we'll be talking about them. That's what's going to happen. And we'll be here when they lose or if they win this series to talk about it. That's what's going to happen. Renna just told me it was going to be okay. Um, <laughs> hey, sometimes you just need a message from your kids. Yeah, my son, my son was so mad that uh, I, I said it's not great, Bob, to Steve the other night that I have like a full video of my son telling me while he's watching the stream that uh, I called Steve Bob and he's very confused about it because I used the not great Bob. <laughs> so we've been having like a discussion in the uh, Tony on Tap household. That, that Steve isn't Bob. It's not great, Bob. That's why we say it's not great, Bob, because Bob ain't great. Yeah, so. Bob ain't great. Bob sucks. Um, yeah, you know, again, it, just to answer Derek's question of what happens if if we lose, I mean, you know, that, that'll be in a episode that comes in the future. 
of like breakdowns for free agency and stuff like that. There's some things that need to be addressed. See, I don't like Bruhan Luke's comment that just came in. What happened? I don't like it. I don't like it. Bruhan Luke's Luke's says, uh, is a fucking moron. That's the energy we were just talking about. Listen, he made a really bad decision, I think, today. Um, and I, I've said that on the show already today. Um, we've been going for a long time. And I, I actually, awesome conversation tone. Just for shits and giggles here, like fucking turn the mic off. I don't care. Like good baseball talk, good fun time. Um, I understand the frustration that Luke does have with what happened today with the questionable decisions that Larusa made. I can't let he's made bad decisions. He's made good decisions. I mean, it, it, again, we're all human. Yeah. Think, okay. So I'll ask you the same question. You ever made a bad decision on the job? Absolutely. You made one today, actually. Okay. So, so I mean, you, it, feel, it, you feel that, but do you have a couple hundred thousand uh, people in your ear about it? Want to comment about it? No, I don't think stuff? that. I don't think that the general American population give a fuck about hazardous material transportation. So I'm I, don't kinda... think, I don't think a lot of people give a fuck about, you know, <laughs> I, so I don't really, shit. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I don't think that I'm going to be under the uh, scrutiny that, um, you know, <laughs> that Tony LaRusso might be. But, you know, uh, again, that that's what happens when you're in a job that's under the microscope. And and I understand that he he had a bad I think that he had a bad day. But I, I also have acknowledged that I think that the would he have. OK, so I'm going to ask you this question right here, because I think this is important. Would Tony LaRusa be having a bad day right now if Garrett Crochet gets out of that inning and Lurie Garcia makes that catch? Would would he be having a bad day right now? Well, you know what? I will say that some of like the analytical minds of Twitter, I'll shout them out. You know, like Pat Penoles. I'm a big I like Penoles very but he's been very nice to me the whole time that um I've talked to him. Um, you know, Jordan Lazowski, people like that. Like I disagreed with the crochet coming in. I disagreed with Lurie coming into right field. Hey, I could. I, I, I disagree with Garrett Crochet coming in too. I just want to ask the. I just want to ask if the question. If it worked out, no. If, if, if it, it worked, worked out, out, no. Exactly. Yeah, so the, is it really like? I go back to this, and I'm so fucking conflicted on it. And I think everybody else is. But the immediate reaction is, let's jump all over the guy that that made the decision to put people in places. Like that's that's fine. Like that's his inherent risk. Like Tony LaRusso's inherent risk when he takes this job to manage the White Sox. Just the same thing with Ricky Renteria, Robin Ventura, Ozzie Guillen, every single manager that's ever managed this team. That's their inherent risk, that they're going to put people in situations that are going to let them down and that it's going to happen. Right. I'm not trying to defend all managers no, no, ever. I, like, I, I've gotten mad at things. You could go to Ford Feathers. I've wanted Jer- – like. I, I wish Ron Luce was in here with us right now because he could tell me that I've I've been that guy in that situation yelling about Jeremy Colleton. I'm sure you felt that way about uh, Tom Thibodeau. Well, yeah, there was a few times I questioned Tom Thibodeau, like with the ACL tear for Derrick Rose, 100%. But he was a great coach, and uh, he led us to the best record in the Eastern Conference and actually in the NBA in 2010-2011 behind Derrick Rose. And, and just to point out something real quick here, Luke, you are not – stirring shit. Yeah, I was going to say able, that too. You are able to come in here and you are able to fucking vent because this is a conversation. That's what this we're is here more for. Than a, yeah, this that's is what more we're than here a podcast for. right now. This is more so if people are in here and want to talk, you could talk and you can vent. You know why? Because we know at the end of the day, we've shared beers with you. Millions of beers probably. <laughs> you know, you can vent all you want because you, you know what, man? Like at the end of the day, that's your feeling and that's fair to have that. Like yeah. it's just 
Tony, Dude, I understand. You and I talking. have disagreed on more things on this show. Do you know how many times year? we fought this year where people yeah. were like, oh my God? Like, you know, I like it's take, I, don't, I don't want to take this stuff personally. This no, is it, this is the way that you consume the sport that you love. Exactly. So if, you if your thought is that you TLR want. should go and my thoughts that, you know, like I like the way he's doing things, that's fine. I, I want I want to I want to preach this for a second. Just because I like the way that he manages the game. And I know that he's going to make mistakes. If you think that he should be burned at the stake for what happened today, that's fine. I accept that opinion. I'm going to tell you why I think differently. And I think that healthy discussion about why is good for the game. Buzz and I don't agree on everything. Not at all. I mean, I think I've called him out a couple times on he was done with TLR. It's not even just TLR and manager discussions. We've debated about baseball players, where they should be used. Craig Kimbrell, Liam Hendricks, uh, construction of lineups. I mean, lineups, everything, everything that's, that's healthy. That's sports. That's talks. That's why we're here. So Luke, you didn't, you didn't stir up shit, man. Just no add to the conversation. Give me the, give me the hot takes. Give me the meatball takes. I fucking love them. Let's go. Right. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. Everybody is definitely entitled to their opinion, but at the end of the day, there's one thing that I wish people would take away from anything that I say during this podcast is that, I hope you take away from what I say that it is a collective unit at the end of the day. You know, when you're put into a position, you are an MLB player. If you're, you know, if you're put into a position that might be less than desirable, hopefully you can, you know, thrive in that situation and make maybe your manager not look stupid. Like, you know, Lurie has been decent defensively last game of the year, Tony, you and I talked, we had that game together as the post game when he made those terrible plays in right field. That was like the first time we were ever like, whoa, like, cause Lurie's really good defensively. And that was scary, but riding into the postseason, a lot of people felt comfortable with playing Cesar Hernandez and Lurie and right, because you know, angle has been hurt all year and he hasn't had the, Hey, I'll go, I'll go a step further than this, man. Go ahead. Go. Who, do, who have I wanted to be the DH for the longest fucking time? Well, you want, didn't you, uh, Eloy Jimenez, you, Eloy didn't, want Jimenez, him, you didn't want right? him in left field at all. Right. I didn't want Eloy Jimenez anywhere near the outfield before he got injured in spring training. Do I think that it's dumb that Tony La Russa gave in to Eloy Jimenez? Absolutely. I fucking hate that. I don't think Eloy should have been the, the outfielder today at all. I would have rather have had anyone else out there. Andrew Vaughn, the guy that played fucking left field all, all year. All the, the while. Eloy's on the shelf, is playing DH out there. Guy plays competent defense all year, and he's relegated to DH. That's a Tony LaRusso thing. That's something that I'm mad at. I didn't see anybody else say that online. And if somebody did, show it to me. I'll give you a, I'll give you a like. I'll give you whatever. Why the fuck do you have your best bat out there who's a horseshit defender and a guy that played competent defense all year out there in left field parading around the whole thing? There is a lot that goes into managing these games more than just everything that we see and we can comment on. There's agents involved in this. There's players' egos involved in this. There's a shit ton that goes into it behind the scenes, behind closed doors that I truly believe that not a lot of people have insight into. And it's very easy, especially for me. I'll I'll, I'll be the first one out here to say it, Buzz. It's really easy to sit here 
on a podcast and on Twitter and just say how we feel that we think things should go. Well, that, that that's a typical armchair GM thing, and I'm guilty yeah, of it. It's armchair, I'm, it's armchair I'm GMing, it. and guess what? I do it all the time because yeah. that's what sports fans do. I'm guilty of it. And, and let's just, give some respect. To another the point that Luke brought up, to do it right, for a living. right? Another point that Luke brought up right now is you know you pinch hit Cesar. Why keep Lurie and Wright when Billy's Billy is literally on the roster to be a defensive replacement? And to go to Luke's point, I 100 agree with you. 100% Tony I don't know if you're in the same boat as I am but that's where I'm at that's why he's here that's why he's here not only as I mean let's give him a little bit more credit not just for defense but when that guy gets on base his ability to steal bases his base running is elite I don't care what anybody says it's fucking elite and I hey fuck man I I, I am the king of the the only reason that Adam Ingle even exists club is because he's a defensive replacement late in ball games. And you, you literally saw, like, this is a narrative that I've thought about in my head since 2018, is that Adam Engel is only here to be a defensive replacement late in the ballgame. And I watched that play out today. I'm mad about it. I'm fucking mad about it. And guess what? The manager who I believe is the best for this ball club made the decision to remove Adam Engel. When the Sox were, you know, like, going through, like, a very close ball game and put Larry Garcia in right field. So it's a bad call. It is a bad call. It's a it's bad. A bad call. It, it is a bad call. That's a bad call. And guess what? It bit him in the ass. Yeah, it did. I like Tony LaRusso. I like Tony LaRusso a lot. I think he's done a lot for the ball club. I think he's put the team in a good position to win a lot of ball games. I think he's made a lot of mistakes. Nobody's fucking perfect in this world. Yeah, when no you're one's... playing the Houston Astros and you're on the road and the White Sox aren't a good road team, you have to be perfect. That's what we're dealing with right here. But to go out there and say that this series is over, I don't think so. I, I just don't. I, I don't think the series is over, Buzz. I think the White Sox are going to win the next two. And you go to game five and I may need heart medication. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, hopefully they can come out and make it happen. Hang on. <laughs> hopefully they can come out and make something happen. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try to, you know, get these next two games at home where the Sox have played really great. I just don't know if, it, if it's feasible at this point, but I think it could happen. I think it's going to happen. I think the White Sox are going to be able to go out there and, and, and win a ball game on Sunday. And that's where it starts. That's, that's where everything starts is on Sunday at 7 o'clock on the south side. I'm going to be there. I know uh, Johnny's going to be there. Steve's going to be there. A lot of you are going to be there who tune into this show. Let's have a beer. Let's let's settle down. Let's get some good sleep. Let's rest up. Let's get the boys back to Chicago, and, and let's see what happens. We don't have a starter for this game yet. Unless one's been announced while we are on the stream, and I'm, I'm gonna looking. tell you what, I hope it's Dylan Cease. I hope it's Dylan Cease too. And, and one I thing, love I, one thing I want to talk about before we go to Dylan Cease, and I'm going to tell you why I think it's going to be Carlos Rodon, is because of Tony Larusa's post game comments where he said, "If we needed Michael Kopech to win today, we would have pitched him." I think Carlos Rodon's getting the ball in Game Three, and Rodon and, and, and he's got a it. very short leash, and that it's going to be Kopech. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I am okay with it. Um, 
the reason I want Dylan Cease to get it is because he he impressed a lot of Sox fans this year. I know the numbers are he's still young. He's still real young in the game here. Um, but he he looked really well this year. And I, I I loved the effort from him. And I mean, over 200 strikeouts is not an easy feat by any means necessary. Um I'm okay with the Rodon thing. It's just it's not the Rodon that we were accustomed to in the first half of the MLB season. And uh he was very effective in his last start against Cincinnati, though the velocity was way down. Um, but if you want to get fucking freaky deaky Dutch, dude, and and, and go Rodon Kopech and just try to figure this shit out, I'm cool with it. I just hope it doesn't crush, you know, Dylan Cease's confidence because I, I think that's something that's very understated a lot of the time is that these guys feel, and, and you know, if they're not, you know, if, if Dylan Cease for the second year in a row – is not trusted what that could do to a psyche. Um, but we'll just have to see what happens. You know, I, I'm ready to ride into Sunday. I'll ask, I'll ask you this one. What's it going to do to Carlos Rodon's confidence? His has got to be down right now. Doesn't I mean, same thing here. Here's your guy that came out here all year and busted ass for you. It's Carlos Rodon. You saw the bullpen. He says he's good to go. Carlos Rodon been Lee a little bit longer than uh, than Dylan Cease buzz. You're Tony LaRusso because you know he's going to get crucified for this if it doesn't happen. And the Sox don't win. Game three starter, who you going to? Because I, I don't think that this has been talked about yet. Well, Tony, hang enough. On. Hang on. You go to Carlos Rodon, your guy, the Scott Boris client. That's exactly the, the, what the I was guy that. Out. The guy I mean, that the guy that was pumping a hundred miles an hour in the seventh inning back in May, who had a you know like sub three ERA for most of the year. He never got above three. He yeah. never got above three. No, he was great. But when you say that he did it, listen, Rodon wants to win. This has more implications. This start decision from Tony Larusa has more implications than just if the Sox win this next ball game. Here's what's important about it. It's Carlos Rodon's salary next year. I love the fact that your cat's just jumping all over the fucking place right now. It's it's pure chaos. Yeah. Um it, it's awesome. I, I love it. No, there he goes. There he goes. That was that was sweet. I might clip that. Um <laughs> hey man, you, gotta, you, you, gotta, you gotta appreciate life. Sometimes you're trying to get really serious about who's gonna start the next game, and a cat just runs through the feed. And that's See you never know what's going to happen difference. in the Buzz household, man. It's that's, fucking... the, that's the that's the on tap sports that difference, Buzz. Um, you know, <laughs> you just you you. I'm trying to talk about Scott Boris and what's the what's the cat's name? I think you had one named like Machine Gun Kitty. But I yeah, I had a was... Machine Gun Kitty, and then I had Rookie Rudolph, and this is a uh, Boo Radley. Boo Radley just ran through the uh, ran through the stream. Yeah. So, Boo. Yeah, Boo Radley. Um, Ren named him. Uh, Jamie did the Radley part from To Kill a Mockingbird. But yeah, no. To your point about the Scott Boris thing. Listen, I we had speculation on the show. I wrote an article over at OnTapSportsNet.com the day that you were at the game that Rodon threw. The la- I believe it was his last start against Cincinnati. You were at that game, and I got on there as soon as he was done. Wrote an article over there, and we had questions. Even me. Had, I had questions like, oh, is he slowing down because he's not feeling so hot? He wants to make sure he gets a contract. Like, listen, if people don't think players think about that kind of shit, they're ignorant. They're ignorant. And, and I'm being honest. These guys want paydays, period. Location, yeah, sometimes that matters for sure. See Zach Wheeler. But 
At the end of the day, these guys want a bag. And I'm not saying that's what's going on with Rodon. I really think dead arm came and got him because there's no structural damage. I yeah, but think it's going to be very damning to Carlos Rodon's offseason if he is not. He would have to understand. And if you're not going to understand that, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm a Rodon fucking. Yeah, but do you, one think, guy do you, do you not think right now, Buzz, and this is very important. Do you not think right now that Scott Boris isn't calling Rick Hahn, isn't calling Tony La Russa, isn't calling the White Sox and saying, I need Rodon on the mound on Sunday? If that sways any decision, that would piss me off. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care if you're Jesus Christ. I whatever your fucking you whatever your gut feeling is is what you go with. And I've been the only guy on this podcast before Rodon's magical fucking first half of 2021. I was the only guy on here to fucking have faith in him when he was resigned and say, you know what, dude? But I'll ask you the same question. If you're if you're Scott Boris and you're not making that phone call. And you're Carlos Rodon and you say, like, I want the ball game three. Because you know he does. You know what only helps fuck. him. Okay. So, like, these are the things that people aren't going to talk about. Yeah, but I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Like, that, that, that's something I don't care about. Like, fuck your feelings. I don't care. I want to win, dude. Okay. So, say you're Scott Boris. Let's – I'm I'm a couple beers deep. I'm going to propose you a question before we lead on. I'm going to propose – I'm Scott you. Boris, and I tell you, Rick Hahn, if Carlos Rodon get, doesn't get the ball in game three – or, yeah, in game three on Sunday – you ain't touching any of my free agents this offseason because I need to get him a payday. Let me answer your question with another question. Why should they give a fuck? And you know why? Because money talks and bullshit fucking walks. If they're going to offer somebody, if they're going to offer Rodon, if they sit him game three, and I'm not saying I want that. I just think that C should get the ball. I think that's I the cost of doing business in baseball, buddy. Then, okay, then bye. Because yeah. you gave me since you've got okay, here. Here's, here's the counterpoint. To it. Here's the counterpoint to it. You're gonna get an article from any any outlet like, oh, the Sox don't have a great relationship with Scott Boris and Scott Boris clients, so Jerry's cheap. Now here's my balls. Hold them. I I I don't care. This is big time. This is playoff time on yeah, the south side. This doesn't money. happen here. That's where players make their money. This doesn't that's happen the, here. That's the sad reality to sports is that there's money that's involved. There are a lot of questions to be asked going into Sunday's game, like who's going to start, how they're going to respond to these last two losses, 100%. But at the end of the day, you need to go with the decision. They're still winning. They're still winning on Sunday. doesn't matter who they throw. Well, I hope that's the case. But you need to be put in the best position regardless, Tony, to win the fucking game. That needs That needs to be said. You need to be put in the best position to win the fucking game. If Scott Boris were to call, and I'm Jerry Reinsdorf, who's not handling that anyway. If I'm Rick Hahn or Kenny oh, Jerry might get involved in that because you know that he signed off on all the trades this year. Except Kimbrell. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's not on the show. That was just a shout to him. Oh, okay. But, I mean, you know, it, it, it again, your payday isn't – the team's concern. You're the concern. My voice cracked. Wow. Prepubescent buzz live on on tap. Um, <laughs> We're not after dark yet. I know. I'm sorry. Well, it's getting dark, man. The bulls starting like a half hour, but you know, it, it doesn't matter if he calls, it doesn't matter what your feelings are at that point. What matters is trying to win the game and being put in the best position to win said game. 
I want Rodon to be out there doing what Rodon was doing. You know what I said? Premier line or I'm sorry, post trade deadline when we were getting I'm not trade deadline. I'm sorry. Um, post uh, all star break second half, even in after his first second start, he was my number one. He was my number one. The velocity dropped. We went to Milwaukee. We had a little bit of a rough time. He, he he had a couple other rough outings, and then he had some good outings. But the velocity was down, and then there was injury concern. You're in a do or die. If he's the best option, I accept that. But to, to answer your question, if an agent calls me, that opinion means dick to me. Nothing. Nothing. You need to go with the best option. If it is Rodon and Kopech, then it is. If it's Cease, then it is. But to have somebody call up and try to sway your opinion because of whatever reason I think is the most ignorant thing there possibly could be. You're trying to win a series. You're trying to win a series. You're not trying to, you know, hey, what's up, baby girl? How you doing? You're not trying to, uh, you know, did you just try and pick up like a cat or your wife? Oh, your wife's back there. I said, hey, baby girl, how you doing? I said, what's up? She made, she came down here. She hears me yelling, so she wants to make sure I'm okay. Is what I assume. Um, you know, this I, is just a fantastic broadcast. And if uh, you if you don't tell everybody where they can find us, just for a second here. Oh, they can find us at ontapsportsnet.com. Tony on tap. Jamie, you shut off the light. Oh my god. Um, you can find us on ontapsportsnet.com, or you can go. <laughs> you follow Tony at Tony. This on is tap. fantastic. I'm not done ready. This is what happens. I am not ready to be done talking about the white side. No, 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 no. This is what happens when it's not you and I at 1030 at night and everybody's in bed. Hey, dude, it's it's what time is it? It's 630. It feels (laughs) it feels to me like I started drinking at three yesterday because obviously that's when the White Sox started. Started drinking at one today. I have no idea how the next three, four (laughs) hours of my life are gonna go. All I know, bro, is that I got home today in the fifth sixth inning. Uh, I think it was actually getting into the seventh. Yesterday I was home all day with my old man. I got home before the game started. I watched it in the garage with him. He was very mad. He did not watch today because of how mad he was. Um, you know, I <laughs> see. I can't do that. I can't yeah, do that. I've I've been talking about you know. I was talking to Sean Roberts a little bit about uh, you know how the old man's see the games and everything, and uh, I was talking to him. I was like, my dad. He he's not as live or die with everything as uh, as as most old mans are. I've talked to Chuck Naso from Barstool about this a couple times this year. My dad's not very live or die with everything. He tunes into the show uh, every now and then. He follows the White Sox, but the 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 guy for me is is my wife's grandfather. Like that that that's the same as your stereotypical Sox fan father who wants. A, everybody fired, doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter if it's Ozzy, doesn't matter if it's Hawk, doesn't matter if it's Jason Benetti. They just like they just want everybody fired. Well, it's a Chicago. And I love thing. that. I love that. I love that. It's a Chicago thing, man. And we just talked about it. We just talked about it with Matt Nagy. Just... We talked about it with Thibodeau. I want Jeremy Colleton to be burned at the stake because Joel Quinville won three Stanley Cups and he should be the, he should be the Hawks coach for the rest of his fucking life. As far as I'm concerned, I just, <laughs> we broke down everything that we're looking forward to on Sunday. We didn't break down the game traditionally. Like we usually do is more. Of we should do this more often. I think so. I think so. I, I just, 
for the sake of time and for the sake of everybody that has stayed tuned into this show, which I am eternally grateful that anybody even listens to us talk in the fucking first place. Um, we need to come out Sunday. We need to make it happen. I believe it was on everybody just like you do. And I think that's fair. I will give blame to TLR for personnel decisions. I will give blame to the pitching for not being as crisp as it should have been. I will give blame, I'll give to, blame the hitters. to Rick Hahn. Give blame to Rick Hahn. Um, I, I, everybody, <laughs> you're going to gloss that one over. Well, I mean, I, cause that just opens up Pandora's box, but I mean, it, it's the truth of the matter. Tony LaRusso made a comment. He's a fucking closer. He's not comfortable in the eighth. People will tell you that Liam Hendricks is, uh, said he was comfortable to go seven, eight, nine, but you pointed out a good point to me that I'm going to point out here on the show. Cause it wasn't on the show. It wasn't. We talked about it before we came on air that buzz. If your boss asked you, if you're comfortable with doing something, bro, what the fuck are you going to say? I'd say the same thing. We're all human beings at the end of the day, man. We all make mistakes. We all, you know, have ups and downs. Um, it hurts a lot more because this is something that we're clearly invested in. And it hurts a lot more because we want this team to succeed because it helps you escape from real life. Sometimes we have two games at home that we need to capitalize on if we want to do anything. But I hope it's very – well, I want to say it's very important that you take it one game at a time and not look to Monday. Look to Sunday. Then look to Monday after you get the job done on Sunday. And then after Monday, if you're able to win, you look towards Wednesday. One game at a time, as cliche as it sounds, that's what this team needs to do. And I'm going to back Tim Anderson as the leader of this team saying it ain't over yet. And I know it's not my usual homer homerish self, because uh, I am down as a fan. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I am down. But we're not out. And and that's very important um, to note. But, you know, at this point, man, uh, let's ride into Sunday. And, and let's hope for the best. Because that's what we need to do. And positive. And again, I don't just talk this just to say it to sound weird. I, I truly believe it. I, for God's sake, I have a fucking elm tree tattooed on me. Because that's my druid tree. I believe in the stars. I believe in the universe. I believe that that shit is supposed to happen. Happens. Positive energy creates a, a great environment. And that's across everything. Whether you're at the stadium. Whether you're on Twitter. Whether you're on Facebook. Wherever you choose to live to communicate with this team. Because it's so easy compared to what it was back then. You couldn't communicate with the team. Now you can. Positive energy is contagious. That's what we need to keep out. Though we are sad you, or pissed, we know we're not out, and that's the energy that should be put out to pick up the guys that you invested so much time in and the team that you invested so much time in. Try to pick them up to know that, hey, we fucked up. We had a bad two games. But these guys that have been with us all year, these guys and girls that have been with us all year, riding with us, producing content, talking with us, whatever have you, they're still behind us because they support us. That creates a good environment, and that creates a good headspace to maybe come out and make something special happen. I love what you just said. Um, I'm not. I, I don't even know what a druid is at all. A druid sign me. is you like your tree yeah. sign. Yeah, tree sign. I don't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I don't know what it is, but I'm just gonna roll, man. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna roll with this. Um. I think, you know, and Buzz, this this might be our second-to-last post-game show of the year for this team, and and I think that that would be too soon. I think it would be too soon. I've enjoyed 
talking with you. I've enjoyed doing this for the people that tune in. Um, I've enjoyed doing it even when the White Sox, you know, were, you know, won 60, 70 games and, uh, and, and didn't, didn't mean really much in, in October. Um, I think just for me, uh, the, the positive vibe thing is, is kind of important. And I know it sounds like you said cliche, but I've also said a couple of times in, in a few messages that I've sent to people through the past few days, it, it's cliche because it's true. You don't get cliches. You don't get, you know, you don't get those things if, if they're not true most of the time. The Yankees winning the World Series, that's cliche. Baseball, cliche. Uh, the Sox don't get the national recognition. Sounds cliche at this point in time, but it's true. It's easily identifiable. So that's how it becomes cliche. Take things one at, one game at a time. I think that that's a, a perfect attitude to take towards this. I think a lot of people want to stray away from cliches because they want to be different these days. And, you know, nine times out of ten, you just you take the cliche route and, and things might work out for you uh, because they're true. Um but overall, I think just in, in my mind as a White Sox fan right now, yeah, things are things are bad. Things things are not good. You're down two nothing in a five game division series. You're coming back home. Your your top two starting pitchers just got beat. Like it's very easy to be down right now. And I understand that. I'm down with everybody else right now. I'm trying to look at some things and appreciate them from a bigger standpoint, because at least for me, and this is just me being personal with people who tune into the show. I think I didn't appreciate the way that the 2010 Stanley cup Blackhawks playoffs went. I don't think I appreciated 2013, maybe the way it should have been appreciated i was too young to appreciate 2005 for what it should have been we had a cubs guy who who contributes to our cubs podcast in this in this stream today and he he made a few comments his name's cody he works for on tap he does a really good job uh covering the cubs over there i know none of, none of the people who have probably tuned in at a, an hour and six minutes into a Saxon tap post game show are going to appreciate this. And for as much as I hate the Cubs buzz, I'm going to, I'm going to draw some comparisons here. I'm going to draw some comparisons to the, to the Blackhawks, to some of the Bulls teams that you've watched. Unfortunately, I can't draw this to the bears, but a lot of the teams in this city who have gone the distance, who have, have made things happen, have faced adversity. They faced a lot of adversity on their way to getting there. Sometimes it's not within the same year. In 2009, I remember sitting on Pat Bodeway's couch. He's another on-tap contributor. He was also listening to the show. I was sitting on Pat Bodeway's couch as Cristobal Huey fucked the Blackhawks out of going deeper into the playoffs. In 2005, down the stretch, the White Sox looked like dog shit. There are plenty of, of teams, and even I'll go to the 2015 Cubs here, Buzz. They came close 
but they didn't quite get there. You've got a roster full of White Sox players right now who really haven't sealed the deal. Outside of Yasmani Grandal and a guy that the White Sox signed in Dallas Keuchel. Who's not even on the playoff roster. Who's not even on the playoff roster. A lot of these guys, their playoff experience was last year in a pandemic year that was all fucked up. And yes, Pat Bodeway, my couch, yes, your couch with the Douglas watched the uh, 2009 Blackhawks uh, get eliminated. I think we had some Hobby Bullen on that on that team as well. But uh, Hobby for, Bullen, for the mo- yes, Hobby Bullen. Uh, for the for the most part. Teams face adversity before they reach their pinnacle. And sometimes there's learning moments. And for me as a White Sox fan, Buzz, I wished that that learning moment came last year. I truly believed that it was last year. I thought that this team could get there this year. I didn't think we would be down 2 nothing in this playoff series. But sometimes adversity is, is larger than what it seems. Sometimes things aren't going your way, like I said earlier. If the players believe, if the coach believes, if the team believes, and you're a fan of the team, might sometimes be beneficial to give them the benefit of the doubt. You can be pissed. You can be mad. Just my feelings, as you said earlier. Everybody's got their opinion, and that's what they're going to say. I'm not going to slight you if you completely disagree with me. This season has been cinematic in all sorts of ways. From the field of dreams to the way it started without Eloy Jimenez and the injuries that ensued afterwards. There have been times during this year where, as a White Sox fan, I have felt down. I know you have felt down. I feel down right now. And this team has come back and picked you up. If they don't win the series, okay. Give me a win at home on Sunday that we can remember as White Sox fans. That's what I'm hoping for right now. And as you said, Buzz, take it a game at a time and let's go from there. Absolutely. Everybody be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Sox on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Tony at Tony on Tap and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Check out Grandstand for any of your White Sox needs. GrandstandSox.com. Follow them on Grandstand Sox on socials. Again, if you guys would like to communicate with us, go over to YouTube. Throw us a subscribe. We cannot see Twitter comments due to uh, our platform's uh, new regulations to whatever Twitter did. So go over to YouTube. You know, Throw us a sub. Come and talk with us. Uh, we'll be back in some capacity on Sunday, whether that's me solo or Tony in the car on the way home, us doing it together. We'll figure that out. But for now, hope and pray for a White Sox winner on Sunday at home at Guaranteed Rate Field where the Sox had the best at-home record in all of the major leagues. And, you know, drink a beer, relax, crack them, and uh, let's get after it Sunday. White Sox forever. White Sox forever, buddy. Let's go.